In today's economic storm, people's retirement accounts are being devastated. Consumers are searching for a safe place to put their money. Are you feeling the same? If you are, please get ready to listen and learn about a new concept that will give you financial security and peace of mind. Now, here is the host of Become the Banker, certified financial planner and award-winning author, Joseph Quijano. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, thank you so much for tuning in and for spending uh, this hour with us today. You know, I'm with my son, Jordan, another financial advisor also. And uh, we had a phenomenal show last week. And it was really about that topic of uh, spring cleaning. Spring cleaning, but cleaning your finances. This is the time of the year where uh, when most people actually do spring cleaning, you know, they go to their basements, they go around the house and they throw things away that they don't need. So it just makes a lot of sense, I feel, that we should do the same thing with our finances. So the topic of the show is a continuation from last week. We're gonna be talking about spring cleaning. And I just wanna cover a couple of things that we covered last week, which I think is really important. Number one, you know, the reason why people do spring cleaning is to throw away items that they may not be working anymore. So relating to your finances, you should be able to go through your products and the strategies that you have accumulated over the years and actually find out if they really are working or not. And if they're not working, you know, you can actually exchange them for a better product or, you know, just throw them out and get some new ones. You know, that's how we can get ahead financially in today's economy. Don't you agree, Jordan? Absolutely. And I think some of the areas that we also talked about were just, you know, getting ideal budgets in place so that you know where you're at, if you're still meeting your goals for putting enough money aside for savings, for enough money for retirement. So a budget's key. Uh, taxes. I mean, this is a time of tax season, so having all your taxes in place. And then, of course, you know, talking about legacy planning, uh, a little bit about retirement planning, like my father just mentioned, and just what products you really should have and really just going to get organized. I see all the time when people possibly maybe leave an employer and they leave a 401k behind or they or they have an IRA from the past, maybe 5, 10, 15 years ago that they haven't really done anything with. Just let it sit there. Well, this is that spring cleaning time that you should be taking control of those accounts, putting it somewhere that you know is going to work better for you. And that's what we talk about uh, with Become the Banker are some of the best products that you could use to really optimize your future and your financial plans. So absolutely. That's true. You know, and, uh, and we talked about, you know, some of the products last week. And I just want to reiterate the importance of actually taking a look at them and actually checking them. Because, I mean, we meet with people on a daily basis, either in person or through Zoom. And I got to tell you this, that I find that they have products that don't work anymore. You know, Jordan, actually, last uh, weekend, I had, a, uh, I had an appointment with a gentleman here in Denver, Colorado, that bought a, uh, what he thought was a fantastic life insurance product. And uh, when I looked at the product with him, I looked at this 
horrific surrender charge that he would have if we was to change the policy or drop the policy, he would end up, I mean, the surrender penalty was so huge. I, yep. I think I think he kept it for, he had it for two years. Think about it, two years. And he was paying $1,000 a month. So he paid That's into crazy. the policy $24,000, okay? That's what he contributed. You know what the surrender penalty would be if he was to cancel the policy or change it? What was that? $29,000. That's crazy. Unbelievable or not? I mean, I mean, why? So this guy is what I call, they put the handcuffs on him, right? The golden yeah. handcuffs. I mean, he can't do anything with it. So right. I think the only thing that he can do is just drop it. You know what I mean? And just don't make a mistake because I mean, that surrender penalty did not go away in the second year. It continued for the next 17 years. Wow. Uh, that's the sad products that are out there that really give financial planning a bad name. Those type of products that have 20 year surrender penalties. I mean, that's insane. I mean, some people are going to be in a completely different position in 20 years. And how old is this gentleman? Just out of he curiosity. He was actually like a very young, actually, he was, he was in his 40s. Yeah, but very still, successful. But you know, still, he was a planning I mean, company here in uh, Denver. You, you and, know, uh, being yeah, self-employed. Uh, well, beside himself, you know what I mean? Well, he says, God, I have, I mean, it just, that doesn't make sense. I thought I was buying a policy that could, you know, build my retirement, that I could have access to my money. Yes, I have any access to any money. Zero. And he kept it for two years and he spent $24,000. I mean, so this is what I'm talking about, you know, actually look at the, looking at the products. And if you, uh, listeners, if you have any questions or if you would like to have an independent review of your products, give us a call. You know, you can call us at 303-779-6600 or just go to our website and send us a, uh, an, an email. Go to becomethebanker.org or you can send Jordan an email at jordan at becomethebanker.org. So by all means, if you need any help at all, we, we do this all the time. So we're really good at it. And we can actually give you a very unbiased review, not only of your life insurance, but your entire product portfolio. And uh, so, yes, there's a way that you can actually, uh, you know, get, get rid of those products. Do the spring cleaning and get some new ones because the new products today are much better than they were even two years ago. So financial planning, you have to do spring cleaning. So now Jordan talked about actually a, a budget. You know, we have seen this day and day after day after day after day. When we meet with people, we actually go through their finances. And a lot of people are very prepared, but also there's a lot of people that are not as prepared. They don't know. They don't know how much money they're spending. And when we go through their budget and we find that they have money left over at the end of each and every month, I mean, they're shocked. I mean, they say, I, I, I just can't believe it. Did we mess anything? You no, know, we go through the budget, every budget category again, and only to find out that we did not mess anything at all. Yet, they had 
a surplus of money at the end of the month that they didn't know. They don't know where the money was going. Isn't that a shame? I mean, think about Absolutely. it. So on a budget, you know, let me give you a, a quick um, rundown on this, okay? When we meet with people, and the person that we do is go through their budget, and we ask them, you know, first of all, how much money do you make each and every month? So that's what that's what I call the inflows, okay? How much money is coming in into your household each and every month after paying taxes and after expenses? So what we want to do is we want to find out exactly what is your net after taxes and expenses, okay? And then from that, let's work on the categories. Like how much money is your home? Are you renting, buying? It doesn't matter. What is your mortgage payment if you're buying? If you're renting, what is your rent? Then how about utilities? You know, and that includes not only gas and, and uh, electricity, but also we include like the internet that you may have, cable TV that you may have, include it there, okay? And then we go into insurance. How much do you pay for your homeowners or your rental insurance? How much do you pay for the car insurance that you have? Go down the list and then any other loans that you may have, like car loans, any credit card debt. If you add up all your credit card debt, what would that be at the end of the month? How much are you paying Visa, MasterCard, American Express, all those credit cards, Discover? How much do you spend? Those are, those, are, those are what we call the outflows, okay? The inflows is what's coming in. The outflows are your expenditures, okay? So don't leave anything unturned. Going to groceries. How much money do you spend on groceries? Eating out. E entertainment. You know, my wife and I, and I, I don't know about you, Jordan, but I know that, uh, you know, we go out maybe once or twice per week. And, and every time that we go out, you know, it's more like, um, you know, between 50 to $100 to have a meal. Easily, yeah. So, you know, don't forget, you know, to put not only groceries, but actually, what are you spending by eating out, entertainment? You know, how about gasoline for the car? Any medical or dental bills that you may have? And then you add them all up. You add them up. And then I want you to subtract it. Subtract that total from your net income. Yes, and somebody generally just put down Amazon. Absolutely. I mean, my guys, I, I tell you what, I, ha I, have be I have become an Amazon junkie. Let me put it to you that way. I mean, I love that company. Uh, they have everything, don't they? Everything, everything. So it's so convenient. So I mean, yes, a lot, a lot of a lot of people spend money, but it's very convenient. But the key is subtract your expenses from your income. Now you have your discretionary income. Now, how many people listening actually do that? Have you done a budget? Do you follow the budget? Not only do the budget, but do you actually follow it? Do you follow it? You know, I, 
in, in my experience, and I'm, and I'm sure, Jordan, you feel the same way, most people that we meet, they don't really have a budget set up, do they? Very rarely. Very rarely do they have it. There's some people that actually are very organized, though, right? And they also have spreadsheets. They have electronic budgets, and they know almost to the penny where their money is going. But unfortunately, those, are, those people are the exception to the rule. Because the majority of people that I meet and that my son meets, basically, they don't have a budget set up. And nothing will change, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing will change unless you know where you are today. You have to know where you're standing right now. Where, where are you financially? So I want you to keep this in mind, okay? So if you actually find out where you are right now financially, then you need to start setting goals as to where you want to be, like maybe in six months, a year, five years, 10 years, or at retirement. You have to have a goal. Okay, so the beginning step is actually to create the budget to find out where you are. And within that budget, don't forget to include your retirement accounts that you may have. Like if you have any 401ks, if you have any IRAs, if you have any uh, pension plans, any retirement account, any brokerage accounts that you may have, those are your assets, any money market accounts, any savings. And on the topic of savings, you know, we actually advise all of our clients to have at least three to six months of liquid cash. I'm talking about a bank, a bank account, liquid cash. And we call it an emergency fund emergency fund just in case something happens like this pandemic and people maybe uh, lose their job or they get their hours cut down or they get furloughed for a while they need to live on something so this emergency fund has actually saved a lot of our clients because the majority heed our advice and they create an emergency fund. So what are your assets? What are your expenses? How much money do you make? What is left at the end of each and every month? That's the beginning step, ladies and gentlemen. That, that's exactly where you should begin. This is your starting point right here. And then when we come back from break, we're gonna be talking to you about setting goals to get you to your destination that you want, your financial destination, okay? So thank you for tuning in. My son and I will be back with you very shortly. Enjoy the break. If what you thought to be true about money turned out not to be true, when would you like to know about it? Most of us have been taught wrong about money either by our family or friends. Our school system does not have any curriculum to teach us how money really works and how to make our money grow without risk in any economy. By tuning in to Become the Banker radio show with certified financial planner Joseph Quijano, you'll learn the truth about money and strategies to help you grow your money without risk. Are you ready to thrive financially in the economy? Listen for Become the Banker radio show every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific.
Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspire Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspire Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Become the Banker Show with certified financial planner Joseph Quijano. To participate in today's show, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also ask or comment by email to joseph at becomethebanker.org or text to 303-880-0887. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'm Joseph Quijano and my son, Jordan Quijano, and we're talking to you about something that is really basic, which is really spring cleaning, but spring cleaning your finances. So you could have a superb 2021. I know that we all you know, had a terrible 2020. We want to do something to change that pattern and actually have a wonderful 2021. Financially speaking, people have suffered. Not only people, but also companies. So it is a very important topic right now to be able to understand where we are financially. What are, what are the strengths that we have? What are the assets that we have? financially? What are the expenses? And then right before the break, I was going to tell you that we would like to take you to your destination, but you have to have a map. You have to have a goal. You have to have basically uh, several goals in mind, whether they're short-term, intermediate goals, and long-term. Right now, it's so important to actually Take a hold of your finances and actually understand. And you don't have to judge yourself, okay? You don't have to actually kind of measure yourself against other people. That doesn't matter. We want you to know where you are. Where are you financially right now? And like I said, if you need any help at all, my son, Jordan, myself, we are available. Well, you got to just pick up the phone and give us a call or go to our website, becomethebanker.org, or send us an email at jordan or joseph at becomethebanker.org. And we can help you. We can help you do the spring cleaning, okay? So I think, Jordan, you can probably talk a little bit about maybe setting goals. I think this is one of your strongest points with your clients. You know, you're able to help them. They can by the hand and actually show them how they can actually reach those goals financially. Well, you know, I, I, I agree it's strong. I don't want to spend too much time on that, though, because we've definitely spent a lengthy, lengthy segment on that before. You know, I think, you know, really the key thing is we've talked about this and we, we don't want to reiterate it too much, but the goal setting is a part of the financial plan because we need to know where you're sitting at and where you want to be in the future. So with that budget we've talked about, that's going to help you really realign where you're, 
where your goals are at, if it's going to be achievable or obtainable with your current monthly expenditures, or if you need to reduce it and maybe adjust a little bit. So for goals, you know, I definitely really do encourage you to jump into our, our past show. And I think it was about probably about four or five shows ago that we spent the whole one or two weeks of talking about goal setting and the powers of that. But really, I think what I would rather talk about would be talking about, you know, some of some of the ideas that people can use to, to, to really take advantage of the spring cleaning and really to, to just get them into a better position, uh, you know, financially. Because I think at the end of the day, this is the financial planning show. We are trying to teach you some of this information that you should have been taught in school, some of the information that you should have been taught, you know, very early on so you didn't make financial mistakes that most of us all make throughout life. And I think a key big one that we always talk about, and this goes hand in hand with talking about debt, and, and when we talk about refinancing your purchases with yourself and pay off your own debts, we, we really encourage people to pay off their debts, but in a, in a smart fashion. And that's using, you know, one of the concepts that we talk about, which is called the become the banker concept. Now, I won't jump too deep into it, but one of the key areas that we always talk about is when we, when we meet with clients for the first time, when we hold our seminars or our webinars, we talk about really what is the most important area when they're looking to borrow money. And I think this is important to talk about because a lot of times most people will say that when they're looking to borrow money, they're going to try to borrow money at the lowest interest rate. You know, that's kind of what we've always been taught is to chase the low interest rates. So if uh, a bank XYZ down the street's offering loans for 10%, but the other bank around the corners offered them for 7% or 8%, most people are going to run around to the other bank. Or the same philosophy goes with mortgage refinances. I mean, we've seen the loans on mortgages dropped tremendously over the years when we used to think that, you know, five and 4% was really a low interest rate. Now that's a high interest rate. I mean, now it's gotten to points where interest rates are lower than 3%. They're almost as low as 2%. And when we look at four to 5% as a high interest rate. So we always hear that people think when you're looking to borrow money, most people say if they had to choose one item that was most important to them, they would say that the low interest is the best item. That is the number one item to look for. They don't care as much about the terms, the length of the loan. They care more so about that their interest is the lowest interest rate. That is a common uh, misconception. I mean, this is this is really what the banks are trying to do is put the hook out there to give you the low interest rate. But in reality, you don't pay that interest. I mean, that you got to keep in mind, the interest rates that banks are charging you is compound interest, which is charged on a monthly basis. So a really easy way to look at this is if you look at a mortgage and you purchase a house for two hundred or 300000 and let's say that your interest rate is 3.5%. Well, at the end of the term of 20 or 30 years, you know that you're not going to be paying just 3.5%. You're going to pay about 200 to 300% because you're going to pay for that house at least two times, more, than, more almost like three times at the end of the full 20 or 30 years. So this is where people really start to think, yes, I may have the low interest rate, but in reality, it's, it's kind of a, a bait and switch. 
because a lot of times you forget about the compound interest that they're charging you and most importantly the volume of interest this is what we talk about in our webinars is the volume of interest is the most important item to look for at a loan and really how you can figure out what the volume of interest is this is a formula that anybody should be capturing right now and writing this down and i want you to use this formula for any of your debts that you currently have or if you're going to be purchasing a new vehicle or or purchase a something on your credit card or a new house use this equation so that you can truly see the real interest rate the bank is charging you so what you're going to do is and let's even just use an example here let's say that you have uh, a vehicle that that you're going to be charged on a monthly basis and let's say that the family you know maybe is getting charged eight and a half percent just to throw out a number out there let's just say eight and a half percent you know because that's not that uncommon for a lot of people who maybe haven't built their credit up that well or if they've had you know some credit mistakes over the years well for most people, when you look at the monthly payment, and let's just say it's $575, just for an easy number. $575 is the full monthly payment. Out of that monthly payment, you should be looking at your statement and figure out how much of that monthly payment is going straight to interest. So in other words, let's just say that out of the $575, that $175 is going to interest. What you need to do, this is the equation, is you take the interest that comes out of your payment every month, so in this case, the $175, and divide it by the full monthly payment. And that would be 575. So you take the monthly interest that you get charged out, out of every payment, which is again, 175 in this example, and divide it by the full monthly payment, which in this case, again, is 575. This, it, once you get that number, is going to give you the true volume of interest that you're going to be paying on the life of that loan, which in this example, is it comes out to be 0 0.30 and a bunch of other numbers, but in other words, is 30% because you're going to multiply it by 100 or carry the decimal over two times to the right. So 30% is very, very common on an automobile loan. We see this time and time again for a lot of families. You know, forget about the zero interest. I'm talking about a true interest rate. And when you have an interest rate on any automobile loan, you have to do that equation. You divide the monthly interest divided by the full monthly payment, and that'll give you the volume of interest. That is the equation that will give you the true interest rate you're going to pay on that loan. And you can use this for credit cards. You can use this for even mortgages. Now, going back to my statement, though, with a mortgage, this is a bigger issue. Mortgages not only charge interest. They give what's called here in the U.S. especially, we're one of the one of the only countries. There's a few other countries, but we're one of the few countries that charge balloon interest rates, which is just ridiculous, you know. And that's something, you know, for any listeners out there, please let me type in the chat room if you're used to seeing a balloon interest rate on a mortgage. But 
there's very few countries that charge ballooned interest rates, which means let's say you have a 30-year loan, a 30-year loan on a mortgage, and even if it's 5% or 3%, doesn't matter. But what happens is the first 10 to 15 years into that loan, most of all your payment is going to interest. Very little is going to principal. So when you look at your monthly statement and you do the same exact equation where you say, okay, I paid $1,200 a month, that's my full payment, but only $900 is going to interest and maybe 200 is going to principal and $100 to escrow. You know, that's really what's common in today's world is most of your money is going to the bank's interest. And with this balloon interest rate, which is sad, the banks want to collect not only their initial investment back, but they want to get about one, maybe two times of their money back before that 15 years hit. And at the end of the 15 years, then they start saying, okay, your full monthly payment will be going to pay down the actual loan at that point or pay down the principal. So really, banks have really got it made because they're making sure that, okay, maybe only a couple hundred dollars, maybe 10 or 20% of your monthly payment is actually paying down the principal. And the other 70 to 80% is going to their pocket to pay the interest. And after 10 or 15 years, the reality is what happens to most of us? We usually go and refinance our homes. Most people don't keep a loan longer than 10 or 15 years. They go and refinance it because maybe the interest rates have dropped. Ding, 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 just like I talked about, 5% down to 3 Or maybe they just find a better loan that fits for them or whatever the case may be. Maybe they sell their house. But most people refinance their homes every 10 to 15 years. So what really happens in that? If you're only paying interest for the first 10 to 15 years, and then you go and refinance your loan or your mortgage, you all you do is reset the clock. And you never really pay down the principal because your next loan is going to have just about the same in the amount that you borrowed the first time. And you're going to be restarting the clock for another 10 or 15 years of just paying interest. So this is the current state of the economy that we're in, especially in the U.S. It's sad because most people are never owning their house free and clear. Most of them are always refinancing their home and they end up going you know, passing away with a mortgage still owed to the bank. So kids are getting homes nowadays or, or adult children, whoever, they're getting left with homes that have mortgages that are still left on them. And a lot of times people say, I don't want to take that. I just got to sell it or do whatever. And, and they end up losing money because they're just trying to get rid of it quickly. They don't want to pay taxes on it. They don't want to make the monthly payment. This is really what's cut deep on the economy because most people don't realize it's the volume of interest when you're borrowing money. And this is why if you go back maybe about 10, 15, yeah, probably about 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, credit card companies were forced on their statements. They had to tell you what the minimum payment was and really what's the target payment you should be paying because they're letting you know, well, hey, if you just pay the minimum payment, you're never going to get out of debt because they're charging you that compound interest, which is interest on interest on interest, and it's almost like a loan shark. They're making sure that your head's always underneath water if you're just paying the minimum payment. So really, when we're talking about looking at your goals and your budget and doing some spring cleaning, you need to look at the full equation and look at where you're sitting at with your mortgage 
where you're sitting at with your debts and you have to get out of debt. That's the key thing that we focus on because if you're carrying any of these debts into retirement, well, you're losing probably close to 30, maybe even all the upwards of 40% of every dollar you have in your pocket in paying the interest. That's a big chunk of your retirement money that's just going right out the door that you're not going to see. So be debt-free. And when we're talking about budgeting and goal planning, you have to put this in. Now, we're going to take another quick break here. Again, this is Jordan Quijano with my father, Joseph Quijano. We're with Become the Banker. And we're talking about really what you should be doing, how to get ahead financially with spring cleaning. We'll be right back with you after this short break. If what you thought to be true about money turned out not to be true, when would you like to know about it? Most of us have been taught wrong about money either by our family or friends. Our school system does not have any curriculum to teach us how money really works and how to make our money grow without risk in any economy. By tuning in to Become the Banker radio show with certified financial planner Joseph Quijano, you'll learn the truth about money and strategies to help you grow your money without risk. Are you ready to thrive financially in the economy? Listen for Become the Banker Radio Show every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific. Investments hit all-time lows, except for Become the Banker. Do you know how much money was lost in those accounts? Not one penny. Become the Banker is a safe, guaranteed return of 4% plus a 1% dividend. In a nutshell, you overfund life insurance on purpose to build a tax-sheltered cash account for retirement and for loaning to yourself along the way and not losing to the stock market. BecomeTheBanker.org. You owe it to yourself to go to the next seminar. BecomeTheBanker.org. Who's laughing now? This is the Become the Banker Show with certified financial planner, Joseph Quijano. To participate in today's show, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also ask or comment by email to joseph at becomethebanker.org or text to 303-880-0887. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Joseph Quijano with Become the Banker and my son, Jordan. Is with us as well, and uh, what a great explanation, Jordan, you you did on the um, on the volume of interest, you know, and that and that to me kind of brings a kind of I just remember something that the uh, that the father of the become the banker movement, the late uh, Nelson Nash, he had an analogy of an airplane, and. You know, he was a pilot. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that, but he was a he was a pilot, a pilot, and he uh, he used to fly airplanes all the time during the uh, wars and things like that. And he said, if you're taken off and you encounter, you're going to be in. This is that you encountered headwind coming your way and it hits the plane right on the nose. Where is your plane going to go? Backwards, right? And he was trying to make an analogy about an investment, okay? And the investment was the airplane. And let's say that the investment was giving you 10% return on your money. 10% return. That's the plane. The plane is traveling at 100 miles an hour, let's say. The 10% equates to 100 miles an hour. And then... This plane encounters headwind of 350 miles per hour. 
Where is the plane going to go? Backwards. The headwind, he made the analogy of debt. This is what people are actually carrying. The average American family carries 34.5% of every dollar they make goes out to pay finance charges. So think about that. Out of every dollar people make, they're losing almost 35%. 35 cents on every dollar they're making goes to pay finance charges. That's a headwind. So you would have to have an investment that will give you over 35% return to go forward, to get ahead. And do you know any investments right now that actually are giving you over 35% return? So if you're the average American family, they have already calculated this, but government statistics, people are losing, again, 35% of every dollar they make because of debt. So what my son was talking about, eliminating debt, being completely debt-free is our top priority. We want to be able to take the headwind away from you and, also, and, and actually give you tailwind to move you faster to your financial goals and destination. So the topic of debt is very important. And we have a system that we can get people out of debt in less than 10 years, including their mortgages. And that, to me, is the best way to retire, to go into retirement with income coming in and having no debt. So, very important topic. Now, on the topic of investing money, this is what's going to create the oh, yeah. tailwind I was talking to you about. Yeah, and what they Joseph. eliminate the headwind, which is the uh, debt, Yep. And we'll, we'll concentrate now in building a tailwind to carry you faster to your destination. We do that with products. You don't have to have a thousand investments. We can help people develop tailwind with two products. Simplicity is the key to success. And these products, by the way, have actually been used by the wealthy for many years. But it was like a secret that only the wealthy knew. So to build that tailwind, okay, you need to have a product that could give you tax-free money. Now listen to me carefully again. I'm not talking about tax deferred. I'm talking about tax-free money. Okay, so let's talk about products that could offer you that. We have a product that is actually called Become the Banker. And uh, we're gonna be uh, we're, we're, we're gonna be talking a lot more about that in the next couple of weeks. We're gonna be talking about the theory of investing money to build some tail wind. Okay, so but the key is you need to have the proper 
the proper tools, the proper investments to be able to get you to your destination. Absolutely. Anything you want to add on that, Jordan? Yeah, and I think, you know, take it step by step here. I mean, it's just like, you know, it's it's a whole new paradigm shift. Or you, you got to shift your mentality from what you, th- you know, what most people think is the right way to achieve financial success or achieve financial freedom i mean the conventional thought or the conventional wisdom is most people just like we talked about on borrowing money chase the low the lowest interest rate that is that is what for some reason we have ingrained in our mind that if we get the lowest interest rate we're doing the best thing for our debts when in reality that isn't the the the, the best idea that isn't the best process of being able to pay off your debts. And the same goes for the investments, and which we will touch on that on our next radio show or our next uh, podcast show next week. We will touch on, you know, what is the common misconception about the investment side? You know, most people think that XYZ is going to be the best way or what is the most important uh, criteria, which most people think, I'll say it right here, is most people think that achieving the highest rate of return is the best thing you can do for making an investment. If you can only choose one item that's most important to you, most people always choose the highest rate of return, which we'll tell you next week. That is a common misconception. That is not true. And that's what really the banks and I think financial institutions have done a great job of really packaging the the kind of the conventional wisdom we're talking about, they package it up, making us think that we're doing what's best for our finances. And this is not the case. So we talk about getting you out of debt on today's show and really taking that thought process of paying off your debts before you get into retirement. And there's a lot of people out there, financial gurus or whatever you want to call them that, you know, like the Dave Ramsey's, if anybody's heard of him, see, he's, he's pretty intelligent for what he talks about. And uh, I got to give it to him, you know, when he's talking about snowballing debt, that is one of the better areas to pay off your debts. When snowballing debt is where you maybe have five credit cards, let's just say, and you have credit cards that you can pay off. Maybe you have a couple thousand dollars in the bank or something like that, or maybe you have a, a extra money you can pay on it monthly above the minimum payment. What you do is you take one credit card that you could actually pay off, keep the other four credit cards on the minimum payments. And once you pay off that first credit card, now that you've paid that off completely, you're going to take that monthly payment and add it to the next credit card. And so now you have more money going to push down the debt or push down the credit card. Well, once you pay off that second credit card, now you're going to take all that first payment plus the second payment of the credit card and apply it to the third credit card. And you just start to snowball it where it gets bigger and bigger and bigger so that you're tackling the debts down faster and faster and faster. Well, that is a great, great way of getting out of debt. But with the become the banker concept, what we do is we take it a step further the, the downside of doing just the snowballing debt with with uh, you know Dave Ramsey's process, the downside to it is you lose that money forever. So what I mean by that is let's say that you have $25,000 on all those five credit cards. Well, even though you chip away and pay them all off, you're out of debt at the end, which is great. But the $25,000 that you paid on them is gone forever. You don't have that working for your pocket again. And this is really what we see time and time again, where people have sometimes the money to pay off that credit card or pay off that mortgage or pay off whatever the debt is in savings, but they would rather keep the money in their hand because 
the thought process is, well, I'm better off keeping the money on hand, cash on hand, and just chipping away at it every month. Well, that isn't the best way to do it. What we do with Become the Banker is we take the best of both worlds. Not only are you going to snowball your debt and pay off the debt one by one, but with our process, with the whole concept, you get to keep your money as well working for you. You get to keep all that 25000 in that example that I'm talking about working for you, earning 4% interest, 5% interest tax-free for the rest of your life so that you never lose that money. And this is where it's a win-win situation because not only are you getting out of debt by paying all those debts down, keeping all that interest that you would have lost to the banks, that 34.5% my father was mentioning about, you get to keep that in your pocket going forward and retain most of that. But at the end of the day, you also get to keep the principal or the $25,000 that you would have had to pay off working in your back pocket, earning you interest on the investment side. That is true financial clarity. That's having the certainty that you're going to have the money there for retirement, not just for getting out of debt today. So today's topic, I mean, this is really, you know, hitting heavy, I feel like, because this is something that most people are facing right now is they have debts, whether it came out of the holidays, or if they have debts with really just, uh, you know, from, from the pandemic or anything that they've accrued. So let's just say, you know, at the end of the, at, at talking about all this, when you look at going back to spring cleaning, this is why listing all of your debts down, listing all of where your finances are sitting on your monthly budgets, your money that's going month to month to these debts, and how much you have coming in as far as your income, well, it, it starts to kind of make you sick to your stomach because you realize a lot of times you're spending pretty dang close to all of your money every single month. Because all of this money is going to pay for this interest. And for next week, we're going to talk about a little bit about where the investment side of it goes. And a lot of people are losing money to taxes on top of that as well. So with that being said, I mean, what our goal is for you today is to listen to the little kind of tips and, and tricks that we're trying to show with you that if you can look at your debts, use that volume of interest equation that we talked about earlier, see how much you're truly paying. That might open up your eyes a little bit just to say, holy moly, I am losing a tremendous amount of money by keeping this credit card open with this amount of debt or that I have this mortgage or this vehicle loan. Now, one statement I do want to make that I talked about earlier is what if you've got a 0% automobile loan? I get this question all the time. Keep in mind, guys, the, the the company's not going to get give you their the car away for free basically you know they're making money somewhere and so at the end of the day when you're getting a zero percent loan for the automobile company a lot of times what are they doing on the other side is they're jacking up the price on the actual sticker price for the vehicle they make sure that what you would have paid in interest over the five to seven years maybe it was three thousand dollars Maybe it was close to $8,000. They put that on the sticker price so that you, you look like you have 0% interest, but you're just financing a bigger sticker price at the end of the day because they put all that interest on the front end. So don't think that you're you're getting out of it for free when they're giving you a 0% interest. Sometimes it's even better to have an interest rate than a 0% interest rate loan because a lot of times you can pay out 
of an of an interest rate and get out of that debt faster and not have a higher sticker price per se than you would on a zero percent interest where you could pay that off sooner, but at the end of the day, you still pay the higher price because they factored all that interest on the sticker price. So we're going to take a quick break here just to, to kind of get our last break going. Uh, again, this is Jordan Quijano with Joseph Quijano. We're with Become the Banker, just showing you the information you should have been taught in schools on how you could get ahead financially. So please stay tuned. We'll be right back with you after the short break. If what you thought to be true about money turned out not to be true, when would you like to know about it? Most of us have been taught wrong about money either by our family or friends. Our school system does not have any curriculum to teach us how money really works and how to make our money grow without risk in any economy. By tuning in to Become the Banker radio show with certified financial planner Joseph Quijano, you'll learn the truth about money and strategies to help you grow your money without risk. Are you ready to thrive financially in the economy? Listen for Become the Banker radio show every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific. Hello, I'm consumer advocate Tom Martino. For years, I've been telling you about a safe, secure investment that you can do for as little as $200 a month. Earnings grow tax-free. And better than that, during this recent stock market crash, they did not lose a penny. Even though investments hit all-time lows, those involved in Become the Banker are still earning their guaranteed return of 4% tax-free plus a 1% dividend. Isn't it time you at least investigate and possibly become the banker yourself? In a nutshell, you overfund life insurance on purpose to build tax-sheltered cash for retirement and for loaning to yourself for life's needs and pleasures, college, credit card debt, a mortgage, they can all be paid when you become the banker. Do yourself a favor. At least find out more. Becomethebanker.org. For the next webinar, that's becomethebanker.org. And for a video review, becomethebanker.info. It's time to take action and stop your losses. Becomethebanker.org. This is the Become the Banker Show with certified financial planner, Joseph Quijano. To participate in today's show, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also ask or comment by email to joseph at becomethebanker.org or text to 303-880-0887. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. What a message. You know, I think, um, I think this is one of the most important things about any, that any, any financial plan, you know, should give you, you know, the education. It should give you the education to understand where you are financially at this point and where you want to be in the future. And in between, this message was so timely because What's keeping people from achieving total financial success, total financial freedom, is actually debt. And the uh, Jordan, you did a wonderful job on that uh, segment on debt because I mean this is really what's stopping people. I mean it, it paralyzes people. It paralyzes their emotion to get ahead financially because when you're carrying this debt, this mountain of debt. And, and by the way, by the way, let me just clarify one thing. That 35% that the average family loses out of every dollar they make is only on three items. It's actually made up of three items. One car, one credit card, and a mortgage. Think about it. 
Do you know anybody that has maybe two or three credit cards? How about two cars? How about two mortgages? They're losing more than 35%. Now, this is why. This is the reason why in the United States, we have the worst savings rate in the world. Think about that. The worst savings rate in the world because people are carrying so much debt. So basically, by eliminating debt, my goodness, it's going to make all the difference in the world. So I will definitely, definitely want to promote that you take action. Really take action and actually make yourself understand that you're not really paying what the banks are saying that you're owing them on interest. You're paying three or four times more than that. So yes, let's let, let us help you eliminate debt. And by all means, you know, if you have any questions, if you have, if you want to uh, make a comment, go to our website, give us a call or send us an email. We'll be more than glad, totally glad to help you with your spring cleaning financially. Now, we're getting close to the end of the show. So I want you to tune in, please, next week. Because now we're going to be talking about investing, the investment philosophy that you should have to help you carry that tailwind to get you to your goals a lot quicker. Jordan, you want to add anything else? No, I think you hit it right on the head. So I think, you know, the biggest thing is just tune in next week for really the, the common myths that is conventional wisdom, again, that we talked about on building debt or paying off debt that we did this week. And let's carry that over to next week. What are the myths and the, and the common misconceptions that are about making money? And this is why people can't get ahead. So go ahead and close us out, Joe. Excellent. So thank you for listening and tune uh, in and we'll see you next week. Thank you guys. And what a great show. So let's, let's talk about this next week and, Feel free to visit us at becomethebanker.org. Thank you for choosing to listen to Become the Banker radio show. Certified financial planner Joseph Quijano will return next Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific. Until then, remember, rich people think like rich people. Poor people think like poor people.